The time is to eight minutes before eight. It's conversations on Energy FM 102.1 and Joyce FM 101.1. Now, to make sure you take on this very first week of December with inspiration and a sound mind, it's time for our Motivation Monday segment. Ebenezer Mamabulo joins me now to talk about keys to successful relationship lessons. And he those are lessons he learned whilst coaching couples in 2018 and Ebenezer is standing in for Mtlantla Mafarafara. You are invited to weigh in on this topic by sending us a WhatsApp text message to 079-295-1212 and you can also call us on 015-151-0135. Good evening Ebenezer and welcome back. Uh, good evening to you too and thank you for having me once again. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So, did you have a good weekend? Oh, yes, I did have a great weekend. And you chose that you want to be the love doctor on this <laughs> Monday. Yes, yes, yes. Why? Uh, be- because, you know, one thing that I've realized that is the common factor amongst all of us. Whether you are the billionaire or you are the millionaire or you are the thousandaire, there's one thing that I've realized that, in, in fact, when you go into psychology, it falls part of the six human needs that all of us need for us to be successful or to feel fulfilled. And it goes to relationships. Whether you are sleeping on the floor, sleeping in a big house, wherever you are, you would find that the most common factor or the most challenge that we all of us are facing is dealing with someone else or staying with someone else. So that's why the topic. It's, it's quite interesting coming from you, Ebenezer, because every time people hear of a motivational speaker, mm-hmm. especially because you always advise people to listen to podcasts, to read, you never really say you must also make time for relationships. So it's, it's quite an interesting uh, part of your work that we're looking into <laughs> yes. uh, tonight. Now, does one need the help of a partner to achieve greatness? That depends because some some people maybe I could give you an example uh, for one of my role models who is Paul from the Bible. He never had a partner, but you'll find that there are also other people who who need partners because th- there are times when you are achieving success that you feel that you know what when I am alone this success is not enough. I need someone so that I will share with this success. Maybe I need a family so that we will enjoy this success as a whole. So yes, some people don't need partners, but most of us we do need partners. And I guess that explains the quote you have here which says one is too small of a number to achieve greatness yes it is it is okay let's get to the second quote that you also have here and it says love is a commit commitment to choose to love me every day for who i am and who i will become yes you know one thing that i've also realized about relationships is that when people say that they are in love with me or they are in love with you you'll find that most of the times they are in love with the expectations of who I will become or the potential that they think that I will reach tomorrow. But they forget that for you to say that you truly love me, you must start by first loving me as I am. Not as the person that you hope that I will be tomorrow or the person that you heard someone saying that I have the potential to be coming. But love me as I am right now and the person that I will become tomorrow. Because as we are going through the relationship or as the relationship goes on, you'll find that I will change. The person I was before we met, will not. I will not be that person. I will be growing. I will be growing in all the different parts or the different areas of my life. Now, if you don't love me for who I am and who I am becoming, you'll find that you will be saying that, ah, you know what, I used to love and now I'm no longer in love with him. Which would have come from you changing. Which would have come from me changing and the expectation that you might have had of me. 
Now, how does one overlook imperfections as you change, Ebenezer, and note to ideal habits as well, just as you are in a relationship with per- this person? How do you learn to overlook all the imperfections and their habits and end? And, and? The thing is, when you look at those, those imperfections of me, the key thing is the attitude that you are having regarding that imperfections of me. If you have that attitude that, you know what, ah, Ebenezer can't do one, two, three, four, five, or Ebenezer will never change, or Ebenezer will, ne- will never reach one, two, three, four, five, that attitude is the one that's going to, to give you a negative perspective that you will have of me. You will never see the good in me because the attitude that you have will be of a negative attitude. But if you look at those imperfections and you say, what, you know what, ah, Ebenezer, I, I know that you love me, but I see that you are improving or improve like if you look at me as an improving person if maybe i step on your conscience you say that no ebenezer don't do that but i know you'll get better when you encourage me those imperfections even me you are motivating me that you know what this in, this imperfections that you've got you've got the potential to improve so when you look at me with that attitude then i'm also encouraged to also change for the better but if you look at me with a negative attitude then i won't be able to change for the better and speaking of this encouragement a lot of people ebenezer actually say that communication is the biggest pillar of a relationship Do you adjust to that? Yes, hundred percent. One of my one of my mentors said that, you know, the way you and your partner communicate, by just merely looking at you and listening to the way you are communicating, I can determine if you will succeed in the relationship or you won't. He, he further went on to say that, you know, ninety percent of the relationships. I can determine 90% of the relationships or the marriages, they die because of the communication styles that people in the relationship have. So communication is very, very important. And I also say that there is a difference between talking and communicating. Because you can talk to me thinking that you are communicating with me and you find that you are not communicating with me. You are just talking or you, or whatever it is that you are attempting to communicate with me. It's, it's not going through to me. Why? Because of the way that you might be communicating with me. So you also need to check that how is my partner able to assess information or what's the best way for me to communicate with him or her when you discover that then you can say that you know what when you realize that when you talk to me when you've got when you've got problems or when you've got issues that you you want me to to work on or to change you'll find that i will gladly accept those but the way if you are communicating with me in a manner that's not according to the communication style that i see that is acceptable to me i might see that you know what you are you think that there's something wrong with me or you don't love me or or you just want me to be someone that i am not on Motivation Monday tonight, we discuss key lessons to successful relationships as learned by Ebenezer through coaching of couples in 2018. And we want to hear your thoughts. Do send us a WhatsApp text message to 079-295-1212. And you can also call us on 015-151-0135. There's also a lesson here and it says in Couples that grow together, stay together, build systems to help you deal with conflict and fight properly. And that's under internal or intentional growth. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that's that's something that I've realized, you know, because if we, you and I are in a relationship and I am growing and the level that I am growing in, it's not the same level that you are growing in. You might find that, you know what, you might look, you might look down upon yourself. Because I remember one time I was in a relationship with this girl and after a year, she only tells me after we've broken up that, you know what, when I was with you, I never felt that I was contributing to your life. I felt unworthy. I didn't feel that I was deserving you. That happened because 
every time when I was growing, when I was shaping my mind, when I was changing my mind, when I was changing my attitude, when I was growing in all of the areas that, that I, I feel that they are important, she wasn't growing with me at the same time. So as a result, you might find that we, we ended up growing apart. Yeah, so, th- so that, that's why, that's why. And, and one thing that, that, that couples should learn is that the relationship that you were in yesterday, it's not the same as the relationship that I am in today. So the way that you address problems or issues yesterday with your partner, it's not the same way that you should do with me. You might find that the way you think that it's good, a, co- a good communication style with you, with the previous partner that we have it might be a worse communication style for me so now it's through those engagements when we are growing together we we should also develop systems systems that will help us that you know what when you and i are having a conflict let's do one two three four five let's not do one two three five when we develop those systems we find that whenever we'll be fighting or whenever we'll be arguing we will know that the systems that we are following it's this and that so those systems are the ones that will help you also now as we expand on the issue of building each other as a couple let's try and practicalize it with giving some sort of examples how exactly should a couple build each other so how does one person try and build the next person who is their partner as they try to achieve greatness and one thing that i noticed that couples miss when they get into relationships you you find that a, a couple you as my partner you don't know what my life's vision is or what my life's purpose is or we ignore those small basic things now my purpose and my vision are the ones that will determine the level of growth or the areas that i will be growing in so now you might find that let's say maybe for me my purpose is to become maybe a lawyer you'll find that the area that I need to grow in as a lawyer. It's in legal matters. You find that I I, I get I get energized or I, I am passionate when I'm discussing law. I want to be discussing with my partner about law. You know, it, it's one of those things that I am passionate about. So you find that the fact that you, you don't know what my purpose is or we have ignored that important area, you find that the area that I am interested in, it's not the same area that you are interested in. So you find that when we are having conversations, you find that the level that I am communicating with you, it might be on a higher level than the level that you'd be communicating with me. As a result, you find that most of the time we would be miscommunicating. You want to share with me those ideas. So make sure that the area that you're also growing in, it's in the area of your career. Make sure that when I am growing in my career, make sure that you as my partner, or let us make sure together that as a couple, we also grow together in our respective careers. Another area is financial. When I'm learning the systems or when I'm learning how to make money, also learn, try to find an area that you will find interesting for you. Because you might find that as time goes by, I will not be able to have conversations with you around investments or maybe around real estate or around stocks because you never learned that area. So it's also that area of finances. Also make sure that when you are increasing your financial education or when you are learning in that area, make sure that you you also bring in your partner so that the conversation that we'll be having, it will be on the same level. The process of learning, Ebenezer, brings about criticism from the next person that you're learning from and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And there's also the issue of constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. How does one give constructive criticism, criticism, understanding that the next person might take offense to that which is being said to them, especially if they're being told that you're not doing too well in this particular area, but also from the person that's being given the criticism. How does it, how, how are they supposed to be taking it? So let's look at criticism and the importance of it as you try and build each other as a couple. I think the key is that learn the ways, like one thing that determines how you and I accept the criticism is the environment that we grew up in. If I grew up in an environment where shouting wasn't an issue, 
when I will when I when I will be communicating with you or when I will be trying to constructively criticize you, you might find that I might shout because of the environment that I grew up in. In my environment, I never saw that, or when I saw my parents, or when I saw the couples that are around me, I'm, I found that as something that was normal. And you might find that for you or from the environment that you grew up in, that level or that way of shouting, it it it, it is deemed as negative or as disrespectful. So you might find that the way that I'm giving my criticism with that with that high tone it's very bad so one thing that couples should check when they are offering each other constructive criticism it's what you should check is also the tone the tone in which you are giving me that criticism make sure that when you are giving me that criticism you check your tone also make sure that that criticism that criticism is not attacking my character because if you criticize me attacking my character i might feel that you know what you love me but you don't love me as i am so make sure that that criticism you are also offering make sure that it doesn't attack a person's character so i think that those are the keys that will help us to criticize each other constructively. On Motivation Monday tonight, we discuss key lessons to successful relationships and we want to hear your thoughts. Do send us a WhatsApp text to 079-295-1212 and you can also call us on 015-151-0135 and we continue with the motivation after the break. The time is 12 minutes before 8. It's Conversations on Energy FM on 2.1 and Choice FM on 1.1 and on Motivation Monday tonight. We're getting a glimpse into lessons that have been learned by Ebenezer Mamabulo through his coaching of uh, couples in 2018 in our topic tonight, which is the keys to successful relationships. And uh, now, Ebenezer, one other thorny issue in relationships, it's always the issue of one's history. Mm-hmm. Teach us about exactly how that can be problematic and why it needs to stop. Uh, the history that you and I have will determine the the health of the relation, the current relationship that you and I in. Because you find that in the past or some of the habits that I had developed in the past relationship, those habits might not be the habits that are good for this relationship. And one thing that I've, I've really learned as one of the, the greatest thorns, you find that when a person moves from another relationship and they go into another, you'll find that when they are busy with that, with that new partner, they will say things like, you know what, I love him or I love her, but I'm still in love with my ex and what i've realized is that a person is still in love with the memories the memories that they have had with a person so what what couples need to do is that the way that they are sharing their histories because the way the way the history that you have is the history that has made you the challenges that you encountered yesterday are the challenges that you might think that will be the ones that you are encountering with me as a partner so you, couples need to to be able to 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 have this conversation carefully you must be able to be free to communicate with me about the history when i when i am saying or i'm doing something that your previous partner did that hurt you bring that up and share with me that the, the reason i am reacting this way the reason i am i am doing this it's because this thing has hurt me in the past. So when couples don't do that, you find that whatever it is that I am doing now, I don't know that your your ex did one, two, three, four, and five to you. And when you don't share with me those things, I am unable to see that, okay, when it comes to this person, I shouldn't do one, two, three, four. So sharing that history and the painful moments that we you had with your partner is also good and it will help us currently in our relationship so that I know that these are the areas that I shouldn't go into or this is something that I shouldn't do because for him, 
or hair. This is a painful experience to them. And when exactly should this be disclosed, Ebenezer? Before people actually start dating or immediately when they start dating or as the relationship proceeds? Uh, it depends on person to person because some people immediately when they get into a relationship, they, they, they get so defensive that they, they don't want to even talk anything about past relationships. But another person you might find that, you know what, immediately from the word go, I want to share with you so that the intimacy that we will be building, I will be healing from my past and you we will be growing together. So it depends. But I think the best way is to do this immediately when we are getting into the relationship. Let's immediately bring this up so that immediately I would know. Because if you, if you want to bring this later on, maybe after five years, I would have been stepping on your toes all along, along throughout the year. And you would have been bottling up those things. And now five years later, you tell me that I didn't like what you did to me in 2010 or 20 what what. And me, by that time, I would have had forgotten about those things. So I think that the best way is to, to tell or to express those those histories immediately. And then there's also the issue of finances in, in relationships. It plays a big part, especially just as you speak about the comparison with, with one's former partner and so forth. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. I've also noticed that one of the determining factors or one of the contributing factors that determine the success of marriages or relationships is the issue of money. Because as even though you, we might say that uh, relationships have got nothing to do with money or it's only about love, the issue of money comes along because the money that we have as a couple, it will determine how we have those memories. When we have got money, we can go on dates. When we have got money, we can go on honeymoons and all those beautiful things that couples want to do. We can go and scuba dive or watch... Uh, maybe you have dinner under the stars. It's money. But when we don't have money, you'll find that we are always fighting. When you want to do your hair, I'd be saying that, no, we don't have money for hair. This money, I want to fix my car. When you want to do, maybe you want to buy grocery or you want to buy new utensils or you want to change the house. Because of the fact that the eye that I've got or even the finances that we've got in the relationship, you might find that they are not enough. So I think that couples need to to take this, this matter of finances seriously because the way we are growing, make sure that as a couple, make sure that you take your financial literacy Seriously, so that the money that you are making and the money that I'm making, we would not we would not have different attitudes. Let's say, for example, we find that as a couple, we've. We, we both of us maybe we might be earning different kinds or different levels of salaries but we take that money that we've got we put it maybe into separate accounts maybe this is the amount uh, this is the money for groceries or for shopping now this one is for investments when we do that and we split those accounts i would the attitude that i should be approaching my partner shouldn't be that i am the one who's making more money than my partner it should be like this is our money make sure that it's inclusive when you talk about that finance because now when you say it's our money i'm free to protect the money that we We've got, and I'm also free to take good care of the way I spend. But when you say it's my money, the way that I would be approaching the finances will be that you know what I am spending my money, you spend your money. Now you find that at the end of the month, maybe you find that I did not manage my finances well, and you didn't also. Now you might find that now we are fighting. You are fighting. You are saying that no, I thought you had money, and now you are also saying you thought that I also have money. So that's an important area that we should take care of. Shouldn't people just avoid combining money from the onset, Ebenezer? It depends. But what I've realized is that the couples that, that make sure that they, they put their finances in one place, like I've given an example that let, let us have the separate accounts. Those accounts, whenever you, you, like let's say, for example, you find that this account, we know that this is for maybe toiletries or for, for dates and stuff like that. Now, if, we, if, if you have your own separate account and I have got my own separate account, I might not, I might, the way I spend the money might be in a manner that tomorrow when you need the money for the makeup or for the dates, it's not there. So that, that's the danger of us having separate accounts. But when we 
we've got something that's collective, we can also be checking or regularly doing our, our, our accountings when we are checking that how much money do we have or how much money do we owe and all those things. So we'll be able to keep track. But when you are alone and I am alone and I'm watching my money alone and you are doing the same, you might find that we have trouble or I might even hide the expenses that I'm incurring. We are learning from lessons that our motivational speaker, Benezza Mamabulu, has learned through coaching couples in 2018 in our discussion on keys to successful relationships for this Motivation Monday segment. And you can send in any message or comment you might have to our WhatsApp message line 079-295-1212. And you can also call us on 015-151-0135. What role does a part past just as you said play in either making or bringing about the downfall of the next partner uh, the, the past is determined by the attitude that your partner has towards you you might look at my past and say you know what Ebenezer your past is too dirty or you've got too many too many skeletons in your closet and you might find that that attitude will be the one that makes me to be to be to be reserved or to make me to not open up to you but if you've got a good attitude towards my past you say that you know what Ebenezer no matter how bad or how many skeletons you might be having in your la- in, in, in your past relationship I still love you. When you've got that attitude that you don't care of the mistakes that I make or you don't care of the stupid or the foolish things that I did, that way I am able to open up to you and you are also able to open up to me. So that past is determined by the attitude that we as partners will be looking at each other's pasts. So one was disclosed they are fully fleshed uh, past before anything or just in... So are you encouraging that people must disclose everything? You can just... I think the best way is to disclose your past in stages. Because sometimes you might find that if we are just sitting in, maybe like we are on our first date, you can't just tell me about all of the bad things or all of the horrible things that happened to you. Make sure, disclose that to me in stages. Maybe today, maybe when we are on a date and we are talking about romance, as we are busy with that level of romance, maybe you can throw in those things that happened to you in your past. And maybe next time when we, when, when we are on another date, you throw in maybe one of those two nuggets. So if, if you do that like one at one time you might overwhelm me and i might think that yo ah, this past is too much for me so make sure that you you disclose that past of yours in, in stages that your partner could be able to absorb and could be able to understand don't overwhelm your partner with your past now there's also the issue of religious beliefs Ebenezer, that also quite kind of takes <laughs> a huge part of people's relationships mm-hmm. how should people go about it uh, one, one thing I've, I've realized, especially when it comes to this matter, you find that uh, maybe let, I'm not attacking, but this is a common thing that happens when I'm talking or with Christians. You find that they say that uh, I want to be in a relationship with someone who goes to the same church, who prays the same way that I go to. And you find that they are only looking, when, 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 when we talk about being equally yoked, they are only looking at one particular area, which is the, which is, is the part that I'm going to church or you go to a different church than me. But there are also other areas that, that come into play when we are talking about equal yokes. So I think that the best way that it, it requires maturity from both of the partners, because some, sometimes you find that I am not mature enough to understand that you've got a different belief than me. I love you, but you go to a different church than I do, or you believe differently from me. So it requires maturity because if I am not mature to understand that this is the way that you believe, or these are the beliefs that you have, or this is the way you prefer to religiously or to have an experience with God, I might look that I might look at that as a negative thing, and I say that you know what, I'm not gonna be with you because I go to a different church or I pray a different way and you pray a different way. So 
it's that element of maturity that will help the couple deal with their religious backgrounds. So in themes, if we were to just go through the lessons you've made in your work with couples for 2018, you learned that love is a daily choice, intentional growth, history and uh, comparing old memories or access with your partner and of course we just added the issue of religious beliefs as much so on a general scale if you were to just summarize it for us what advice do you give to these couples i would say that love your partner as they are currently and who they will become tomorrow because if you don't look at that if you don't love me for who i am at the moment you find that tomorrow as i am growing or as i am changing you might change your beliefs so make sure that uh, the advice that i would give is that love love your partner as they are not the expectations that you have of your partner or because of the things that you heard about your partner but love your partner as they are currently and as as they are growing or as they are evolving with you in this journey of love make sure that you still choose to love them Because one thing, like I said, that love is the intentional commitment to choose to love me as I am and as I am becoming each and every day. Most people, the mistake that we make is that we think that love is just some spooky thing or some magical thing. But you realize that no love or couples that stay longer in relationships or have longer marriages, they have been choosing to love each and every day. Even when we fight, I still choose to love you. Even when you step on my toes or you bring up wounds that hurt me, I still choose to love you.